1206, this is Connie Hooper. Are you there? 1206, over. Just wanted to see how you boys are doing. We're doing about 60 miles an hour, Connie. Sorry? Frank, I don't understand. We're going after your train. 1206, I'm not hearing you. Your rear knuckle was left open, so if we can catch up, we can tie it on to our locomotive. Try and slow down 777. Frank, you can't. We already are. That train's carrying 30,000 gallons of toxic chemicals. They had a window before, but that train's going into populated areas. There's no way they derail it now. Are you sure about that? Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, Runaway Train, Unstoppable, coming up next on the Couch Potato Podcast. All right, Lucas, how's it going? It's going good, Russ. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, not too bad. Um, we had to kind of call a last-minute audible on this episode. Uh, this was supposed to be a holiday episode, um, but due to scheduling conflicts, uh, we weren't able to get our producer to join us. So, um, Lucas, you actually came up with the uh, idea to do this one. Um, we're doing Unstoppable, starring Denzel Washington. Um, what was your idea, or why did you decide to do this one? Well, uh, as you know, we watched this recently. It was on TV, so figured it was a really good idea to do this movie, um, cause just because it's so amazing. Yeah, I remember you had a, uh, a Snapchat of uh, the sequence where uh, the news, uh, like it's on TV where the train's like, they're trying to catch the train. And you yeah. sent me a Snapchat of that, and then I was watching it at the exact same point as you were. It's almost like we're brotatoes. That's right. Yeah, because it was just—it's one of those movies that's on cable, like especially HBO, all the time. I mean, I think it was just on HBO East a couple days ago. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's like a cool. I think it's like an hour and a half, so it's like you're not—you know—it just gets right to the point. Which that's that's exactly what I look for in my action movies. Yeah, it's just like don't sp- spare me like the the small details. Like I don't want to know, know this guy has a drug problem or he's behind on his mortgage. Just get to it. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of really cool facts about this movie. Um, we'll get into that when we uh, kick it off. Um, Lucas, do you want to do the countdown? And get us started. Yeah. Um... Everybody get ready for your movie. Uh, by the way, uh, we are watching this on uh, Screen Pass, um, which is on Movies Anywhere. Um, I don't know exactly where else it is, but we own this on Movies Anywhere. Uh, so uh, in three, two, one, play. Okay, it actually took a quick second to kick off yeah uh this is actually isn't streaming anywhere right now on like uh v- itunes well you can buy it or rent it on itunes voodoo fandango now but like i don't think netflix or uh, hulu or anybody else has that but when we release the episode i always put where it's streaming at so you can check it out if you want to watch along which you should be doing that's what this is all about i mean if you just want to listen to us talk to that's cool it i don't mind I don't know how anybody can listen to our voices, but we love you anyway. <laughs> um, well, we'll run down the tail of the tape here before, while the uh, opening credits are running. Uh, this was released on November. Let me get my notes here real quick. Uh, this was released on November the 12th, 2010. So actually just past its 10-year anniversary. 
should we send it like a edible arrangement or flowers or something to commemorate the? I, I think so. I don't know who we send it to, but uh, maybe Dune Entertainment. Yeah. Um, directed by uh, Tony Scott, uh, f- awesome action director. We'll get into his uh, credits here uh, shortly. Uh, Ridley Scott's brother, who's also an awesome director. Um, yeah, he is. Stars Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, and Rosario Dawson. Those are pretty much the main leads. Uh, you might see a lot of people that you've seen in other stuff before, too. We'll point that out throughout the movie. Um, 87% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, critics really like this one, too. And it, Well, sometimes critics are smart. Yeah, not always, but they have their moments. And uh, pretty successful at the box office, too. $167 million on an $85 million budget. That'll do. So it made some coin. uh, Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, uh, I guess we'll start off here. Uh, Tony Scott directed this. Uh, Lucas, are you familiar with Tony Scott's uh, directing credits at all? Um, Yeah, actually, we were talking about this the other day, but uh, since – you know, it's the holidays, and we work retail. My brain is mush, so I can't remember all of them. He directed uh, Unstoppable. Yeah, the movie we're watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, his uh, credits include uh, Top Gun, um, Beverly Hills Cop 2. He did The Taking of Pelham 123, the remake with John Travolta. He did uh, Crimson oh, Tide. Cool. Can I just say, I actually like that remake of Taking a Pelham 123. It's good, but both of the, uh, it's a remake with Walter Matthau, and the ending of the remake and the original, I don't know, it just kind of falls flat with me. It's They're good up until, like, the last 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. Um, Tony Scott also did uh, Enemy of the State, too. Another good movie. That's a good movie, yeah. Um, this actually was his last movie, uh, Tony Scott, unfortunately, uh, committed suicide um, a couple months after this came out. Uh, he was scouting uh, locations for Top Gun 2 when he did that, unfortunately. That's horrible. Horrible way to go. Yeah. Yeah, him and his brother, I would say, probably in terms of like families in the movie business, those guys got to be right up there near the top of the best movie families. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that's uh, some movie royalty. You got, you got Alien in there. You got Top Gun. Man, that's uh, just those two alone. Yeah, like if I was on a uh, – if you were on a desert island and you had to pick either Ridley's movies or uh, Tony's movies, who would you take? Well, if I was all alone, I'd probably be really bored and sad. So I would want to watch uh, Tony Scott's movies because they are – mindless awesome action movies and i don't have to think too much about it yeah that's kind of what aliens got all the lore and all that stuff that you got to try to figure out or you want to figure out at least i would yeah that's kind of how i am too i mean uh, ridley dunn blade runner gladiator uh alien Thelma louise the martian those are awesome movies but i think i would compare kind of like uh if you're taking a baseball analogy you have like a guy like say like mark mcguire Mark McGuire's going to hit home runs, and when he hits home runs, they're f- awesome, and they, they really help the team. But would you rather have a home run with a bunch of strikeouts, or would you rather have consistent hitting 
and like Tony, like Tony Gwynn would be the best example of like Tony Scott's filmography. Like he has some home runs, but like he's consistently good in what he does. Right. I'm definitely well. I'm taking, I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking Tony Gwynn. Yeah, me too. And uh, speaking of, go ahead. I was gonna say something clever there, but I'm not clever, so I need to stop trying to do that shit. <laughs> well, neither one of us are. There was a couple yeah. of the, those guys. Um, Ethan Supley and TJ Miller were the two guys that uh, were sitting in the uh, golf cart. Which, uh, what, you said his name's Ethan Supley? Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in um, My Name is Earl, Mall Rats, Remember the Titans. He's been in um, a few things. He is fat in this. For probably the last, I don't know. This is probably the last movie that I remember him being fat in, because uh, now I'm pretty sure he could just grab a hold of the train and stop it because he's built like a brick shit house now. Yeah, he uh, he underwent like a he's like really taken uh, his health, and he's taking it seriously, and like he is fucking Jack now. I thought when they showed a picture of him on uh, the internet recently, I thought it was the the wrestler Braun Strowman. Kind of looks like him, yeah. I was like, Jesus, that guy's fucking ripped. <laughs> And then uh, T.J. Miller's been in um, Office Christmas Party, the Deadpool movies. Um, guy's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of accusations uh, thrown his way recently. Where uh, not exactly kind to women. I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's terrible. Fucking idiot. Yeah. That's a mistake, boys. Russ, can we just talk about uh, how great of an actor Denzel Washington is? Oh, dude, he is probably all-time in my top five. Like, I can't think of anything that Denzel's done where, like, the movie itself may not be that great, but, like, I can't think of anything where he's bad, you know? Oh, yeah, he's just consummate professional. I pretty much watch anything that he's in. Oh, I am, too. Uh, He's, like, that rare breed where, like, I don't think – there's really movie stars anymore. Like I can maybe, I remember honestly when this came out, like when the actor was above the title, like that could sell the movie on its own. And there's really not too many people that are like that anymore. I mean, you have Tom Cruise, uh, Denzel, Will Smith to an extent, but that's pretty much all I can think of. Like in terms Uh, of like movie stars now. I was going to say Leo DiCaprio, too. Yeah, Leo is still one of them. Maybe Brad Pitt to an extent. Yeah, Denzel's the man, though. He's actually really good in this, too. Well, to some of us in our circles. Some some of our people in our circle are idiots. (laughs) We won't mention names. Man, this has got to be a tough life. Can't imagine doing this shit. All working in a, a train yard. Yeah. Yeah, neither can I. Did you know that um, Denzel actually recommended Chris Pine to Tony Scott for this? Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, actually, I think uh, Chris Pine just came off of the the Star Trek reboot too, which he's awesome as Captain Kirk. 
I really like uh, all three of those. I know you're not a big fan of the of the second one, but that's just because they pretty much ripped off uh, they ripped off the original Star Trek. Well, they ripped off the Wrath um, of Khan. Wrath of Khan, which yeah. is the best Star Trek movie they've ever made. And like it, basically, to me, it was just lazy filmmaking. They just switched the roles, like they switched the ending a little bit, and that's a pretty much about it. But I still liked it. I mean, it's still decent. It just, I don't know. I felt cheated a little bit. Well, if I can be honest, I've never seen The Wrath of Khan, so... Uh, You should do yourself a favor and watch... Like, I've always found that at least the original Star Trek movies with um, Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner, the even-numbered ones were really good, and then the odd-numbered ones were either... Eh, or really bad. And there's all kinds of mistakes being made here. I don't know why, but when I, I watched this, like, even if I, like, the first time I seen this, like, I just thought that Dewey, who's Ethan Suppley's character, like, he was just going to fuck something up. <laughs> you just tell. Like, it wasn't, like, just bad luck. Like, he's going to fuck something up. And here it goes, like, so I got fuck it. I'm just gonna go for it. Terrible idea. Yeah, jumping out of a moving train and then trying to catch back up to it at—he is not in peak physical condition. It's probably not a great idea to begin <laughs> with. Well, look, he's having trouble getting there in the first place. I think we've all been there at one point where you just like you've got to be somewhere in a hurry and you're trying to walk and then you might do that quick run but then like fuck this isn't worth me exerting myself so then you start walking again. Right. He's about to be in peak physical condition here trying to catch this thing. Yeah, Dewey done fucked up. I think that was the original title of this movie. (laughs) <laughs> Dewey done fucked up damn oh man he pulled a, he pulled a full on Melissa McCarthy there and just fell over because he's fat that's her whole shtick isn't it I think her shtick is kind of just she's obnoxious but like in a funny way I don't really find her that funny I don't Maybe know dude she killed it bridesmaids though oh yeah that she- she stole I that really movie. I really like that movie, yeah. <laughs> Although, um, Maya Rudolph talking about shitting in the street, that's pretty funny. <laughs> We've all had those moments. I, you know, I'm not sure that I've ever shit in the street. <laughs> I don't remember doing it. This is really showing its age right now. 2010, like, everybody's got a flip phone. You don't have a flip phone anymore? You know, like, I kind of got rid of it. I'd rather just have everything at the palm of my hand now. Oh. 
every dad's nightmare. Yeah, I have that to look forward to at some point. Uh, well, yeah, me having a uh, nearly 20-year-old daughter, you know, I have that constantly to worry about. Also, shit, shit. A, go ahead. Is that a music video? Yeah, I was just getting ready to say the same thing. Like, it's really showing its age, too, that uh, that could be MTV or uh, VH1 or BET, where they actually showed music videos instead of just original programming. I know, that's crazy. Back Something in my that's day. Not the real world. Yeah. <laughs> or Catfish or, uh, what is that, Teen Mom? Ugh, God, yeah. My girlfriend watches Teen Mom and all that. She watches this really trashy fucking show called uh, Love After Lockup. Oh, wow. That, that that show is the fucking worst. Yeah, I don't think that one's getting too many Emmy nominations. <laughs> Daytime Emmy for trashiest TV show. You know, sometimes I, I feel like at work, that I play the Denzel Washington character and like our people that we are currently like training or in the Chris Pine role. I know you do. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of my job now, <laughs> but you see, you, you have a better disposition. I think I've taken on the surly Denzel Washington, like mindset. That's Just, fair. There's, but you know what? We love you all the same for it. I think you should just institute a rule. Like, if you've got a question, just ask. That's Denzel's one rule in the no, uh, in the yard. I'll yell at them, and be like, you know, we don't have this. We don't have time for this trying to prove yourself bullshit. And here comes the walk of shame. That's the walk when you know that you're getting fired because you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I do have a question about that as we get further into the movie, too. <laughs> That's such a great line. I don't understand why Rosario Dawson isn't a bigger star than she is. She's she's another one that's just good in almost anything. Yeah, I don't know. That's actually a really good question. If you know people, please tell us. Does anybody know Rosario Dawson so we can talk to her about why she's not a bigger actress? Or at least answer that question, why? I'll settle for that. That train conductor, the first time uh, when I watched this recently, do you remember the meme of the guy that looks like the older guy that looks just puzzled? And it's, I think the meme's called Are You a Wizard? Yeah. I thought that was the train conductor. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I never took fucking field trips like this. Like, that is a cool field trip to take, and I never done that when I was a kid. No, I could. And I was, you know, people when they're in fifth grade, they go to camps. Mm -hmm. And 
I went to the lamest fucking camp of all time. We went outside and looked at birds the whole goddamn time. Like, what the fuck kind of kind of trip is that? <laughs> if I want to look at birds, I'll fucking walk outside my door. I want to go do some archery shit and all that cool stuff. I tell you what, this guy right here is the MVP of the movie, Ned. Oh, yeah. I fucking love this dude. You think he's got a six-pack in his passenger seat? I think he's got like a, a fifth in the glove box. And can I ask you a what, question? Why up? don't you rock this look? Leather, <laughs> leather vest, <laughs> denim shirt, denim jeans. I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my girlfriend for that exact outfit for Christmas. Oh, dude. And I believe that's a duster coat. Look at that. Is that, le- is that a leather coat? I personally I'm think also gonna have to, I'm going to have to haul ass out of a parking lot like that, too. I think we should do a, a running count throughout this movie of how many times Ned fishtails that truck. Because it <laughs> happens into, more than once. Like He, he just did it twice there. Turn it into a fucking drinking game. And he almost clipped that car when he, he first pulled out of the parking lot. He was probably about a foot away from hitting that car. And then it's like, well, now what the hell are you going to do? Now you can't help out at all because you just got into a fucking wreck. I think uh, Ned would have just fucking left the scene. He looks that type. We got he a is. coaster. Get a hold of me later. <laughs> I toss him a beer like, here, <laughs> this this will relieve the pain. He just leaves him like a can of beer and like his business card <laughs> on the top, on the hood and just leaves. You know when I was uh, doing research on this that uh, the towns in this movie are uh, fictional. Oh really? Yeah, like they're all made up towns. I I believe this is supposed to be uh, north northwest Pennsylvania, like close to Ohio. It kind of has that look to it. It's like just northern Ohio, if you've ever been up there. It does kind of. I mean the. The uh, industrial, hard-working area up area. Yeah, just kind of that, like that dingy, like, metal look. Old as shit. Like, that bridge is probably three times older than us. Oh, easily. I like how he just walks in like a little dirt bag. Like, hey, am I allowed to be in here? Um... That guy's been in a bunch of stuff, too. It's uh, Kevin Corgan. Uh, do you remember in Pineapple Express, uh, Craig Robinson and his partner? Yep. That's him. What, what else has he been in? Uh, was he, was, he on a TV show? Yeah, he was in a TV show that I really liked, and it never got a, like the love that it deserved. It's called Grounded for Life. Um, it had uh, Donald Logue, who's been in a bunch of stuff. He played... Uh, Bullock and Gotham, and he was uh, in Blade, and he's been a bunch of different things. He's one of those that guy actors, but he was in that <laughs> show, too. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That's not terrifying or anything, especially when right, you're that you know, age. A little girl is standing there like, man, this train's going fucking fast. Dude, you need that outfit. 
But see, here's the thing. I'm going bald. I can't fucking grow hair like that, so I can't have the whole ponytail thing. Eh, you don't need it. Just everything else. Why is that guy's name Bunny? <laughs> That's got to be a nickname. I hope so. Ned ain't got time for this shit. Y'all better hurry up. I like to know like how he got this gig. Like he's the fixer, and he's just the welder for that company. <laughs> this scene right here, though, makes me dislike Ethan Suppley and uh, T.J. Miller's characters in this because essentially they're the two that fucked up, but yet they're. It's almost like they're trying to blame it on everybody else. Like they're blaming yeah, Ned well, for like the train not coming through yet. I bet so Ned gets drunk and fucks both of them up later. <laughs> Y'all were talking shit, huh? And he just takes a swig of like like a, a flask and just fucking nails TJ Miller in the face. <laughs> Doggy. Oh. That's not the positions we're talking about. No. You're thinking of a different movie. <laughs> I didn't know this uh, was becoming basic instinct. <laughs> and that's where we find out, like, Dewey didn't just fuck up. He really fucked up. Yep. How are you going to throw his phone out the window? What a douche. I don't get the. He's flipped him off like four times. Like I think he got it the first time. You're you a douchebag. Fucked his girl. Well, there's three times oh, he's fishtailed. There you that. go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a. We need like one of those pop-up counters where it's like bling, and it says three on. Well, that guy's sweating. Also, I'm trying to figure out, like, what teacher this is that wants their students all fucking hyped up like that. Well, she's not a teacher. She works for the uh, the railroad company. Oh, okay. The kids are like, whoa, oh, shit, there's a train about to hit us. If that conductor hadn't shit his pants before then, he just did. I would have. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> this, I can't hold this. <laughs> A zinc plant. This is the type of enthusiasm I have at work, too. I think at this point we all do. <laughs> yeah. You know, Denzel has me convinced that he could uh, actually operate a train. Well, I think that's what's so great about him is, like, whenever he plays somebody, like, you can believe he's so believable in whatever he does. Right. 
Like even in like the movies he's just done with Tony Scott, which this is the fifth one that those two did together. Like each time he's played somebody completely different. Because he was in uh, Crimson Tide. Then they did uh, Deja Vu. Then they did the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. And then they did Man on Fire. And then they did this one. Man, I love Man on Fire. That is such a good movie. Yeah, actually, when you suggested this one, I almost recommended that one, too. I would have been fine either way. I wouldn't have been offended. No, not at all. Well, maybe that'll be a future episode. You know, he's he's such a, like a, he's, he's legitimately a crazy murderer in that movie, but you're just like, man, I love that man. Well, I, yeah, I think that, uh, well, we'll get into that at another point, but yeah, like, it's basically, like, he's an unhinged ex-CIA guy. Like, basically, like, he's got nothing left to, to live for until he meets this girl, and then that gets taken away from him. Such a great movie. Maybe we'll just change this into the Denzel Washington podcast, where every week we watch just a Denzel Washington movie. Well, I mean, nobody could be upset about that if they like good movies. That's true, although we'll probably have to break the uh, Malcolm X episode or into two because I think that movie's three hours long. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I think, you know, I think I watched that when I was... When did that come out? In the early 90s? That was like 91, 90, 90... Like 90, between 90 and 92. It's still too early yeah. in the morning for me to like rack my brain. But That was almost 30 years ago. Yeah, easy for you to say. You're fucking sitting in the driver's seat. I'm not jumping on that damn train. This is one of those conversations where it's like, is your life worth your job? Oh, look, they destroyed more company property. These guys are total pieces of shit. I don't think I've ever fucked up at my job like that. No, I haven't either. You know, I don't know how legitimate this is when it comes to like like operating a train, but like I feel like after I've watched this movie, like I could easily make this call now like, "Oh, yeah, they didn't cut enough cars." You fucked up. You fucked up. (laughs) I'd be afraid to argue with Denzel Washington. I'd be afraid to kick my ass. Especially in this movie. Well, I would look at it more like uh, you're getting scolded by your teacher for fucking up. You know? Like, damn. Yeah. 
So I wonder legitimately what happens with you taking too many cars. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do with the extra ones? You know, I I, I don't know. I'm not a, a railroad expert yet. I My knowledge of the railroad system is solely based on this movie. But just see, from this movie, it's got to be bad. It's like, well, it's not like life or death, but... Oh, big man over here. This movie's also like a good like command center movie. Mm-hmm. Like it takes place inside like a, a command center. Yeah. Like, I think we're lacking that in movies nowadays. Like, just, we need a command center scene. Like, Apollo 13 had Ed Harris at Mission Control. I would, uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when you have one of these guys in the in the control, you'd almost be, like, running through a wall for them. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, somebody's uh, talking to the press and making a bunch of money. Do you know that actually they used uh, real life reporters for these uh, news scenes in this? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand why they don't do that more in movies. Like, you can cast an actor, or you can just like, hey, you mind maybe a day's worth of work? You can just come in and be this news reporter. Right. You'll make as much as you make in a year. <laughs> I really want <laughs> I think they should put just like you know they had the little scroll of like the events that have happened yeah. so far like they should just put like Dewey fucked up <laughs> that's the headline and then like during the scroll like Dewey fucked up now there's a runaway train that's the same look that I get right there when there's a conference call corporate's on the phone like oh god damn it another thing it's aged badly is those uh what, those headsets? He's the director of this company, and it looks like he's trying to sell her magazines. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe that's a side job. Damn, it looks like an awesome command center too. You know about molten fentanyl? Like, yeah, duh, bitch. I've been trying to tell you. That's what I'm here for. Just that name alone sounds like that. Just some serious shit you don't want getting out. Yeah. Did you uh, research whether that's a legitimate chemical? Uh, I can. Well, I mean, it's not a... Super big deal. We all we all know it's going to be bad if it it hits. We don't want to give anybody any ideas. That's true. Man, if but I can only get a hold of some of that molten fentanyl, <laughs> I can really I can make really some make shit some happen. <laughs> uh, it is real. Oh, is it? It's vapor are corrosive to the eyes, the skin, and the respiratory tract. So essentially, it'll just melt you. Oh wow. 
as well as second and third degree burns. So yeah, it's a uh, pretty awful shit. My my point is, uh, we're fucked on the money front. All right, well, this is the, the question I had about earlier. Like, do you think that Dewey is, like, did they fire Dewey now or do they wait till the end of the day? Because of that, if I were his boss, I would have fucking shit-canned him on the spot. Yeah, I would have. Like, when he, when they fucking broke the door off the truck, I would have fired him. Damn. Man he, really seems like he, he gives a shit. The asshole boss is just like, oh, I'm going to make a point and hang up. Yeah, you know, one thing that you really you kind of miss out on nowadays with the, the way phones are is you can't slam down the receiver anymore. Right. This is like now you just hit the button really hard on your phone. That'll show them. It, it just doesn't have the same effect. Oh, man, those poor horses. I think that should be a reminder now that, like, texting and driving is a bad thing because that guy was just trying to change the radio station and look what he did. Not only did you hit that trailer with them damn horses in there, but you almost got him killed by the train, too. You, sir, are a piece of shit. (laughs) Did you see see the... the, uh, Oh, the groundhog fucking running out of there. Like, oh, shit. Damn, that train's bearing down. Like, I legitimately thought that he was going to hit that horse. That probably would have ruined the movie for me. I'd have been like, you know, I just, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, if this movie was made in, like, 1990 or 1980, that train probably would have hit that horse. (laughs) It would have been super uh, graphic, too. Oh, 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 number four. There was number four. Number four on the peel out. I'm just going to leave a parking lot like that one day. I'm just going to fishtail it out of there. Like, fuck, that guy's got somewhere he's got to be. I'm going to be very disappointed from now on if you don't do that. Chris Pine just has that look of shame, like, damn, I, I screwed up. Yeah, he's telling dispatch on me now. This has just been a bad day for that company. Just one of those days where you just want to crawl back into bed, like, ah, it's a fucking shitty day. Denzel is like one of those guys, and his character in this. Is just one of those guys where you argue with him and then you just put him to shame about everything because he knows way too much. Mm-hmm. I think they said, well, he's like a veteran of 20 plus years at this company. Yeah. 
Get in the goddamn siding. That was my best Boston accent. Well, this takes place in Pittsburgh. I know, but he still sounds like he's got a Boston accent. Yeah, they're uh, close to coming in uh, full steam at that tra uh, other train, aren't they? Yeah. Do you Whoa. know that runaway train is based off a real-life event? Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Let me get my, my notes here. Yeah, I was going to say, do you know which, uh, which event that was? It was uh, 2001 when the, that happened in Wallbridge, Ohio. Damn it, Ohio. I guess the, uh, the conductor that stopped that train uh, in real life was actually a consultant on this movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Oh, somebody's losing their yacht. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I... Um, this is a kind of one of those random facts that I think i know um i think nowadays with the train you have to actually put pressure on on this pedal so that this doesn't happen oh well i mean that would make sense do you think they did it because of this movie like fuck like unstoppable really opened up our eyes to uh we need to be safer that would be pretty funny not the actual incident that happened in ohio but just this movie yeah <laughs> Well, more people have seen the movie, so we based it off of that. There's another that guy that's been in a bunch of movies. His name's Kevin Dunn. He makes a really good uh, asshole executive. Mm -hmm. That's kind of his shtick. Do you think he's an asshole executive in real life? Uh, no, I, I bet he's probably the exact opposite. You probably, like, have you ever heard of that show Veep that has uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? I think he's in that. Oh, really? But, yeah, he's been in, a, like, a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s. Oh, there's another one. Look at that. Another Ned Fishtail. Yep. <laughs> Not just a welder, lead welder, asshole. Yeah, Lou trying to, or not Lou, but Ned trying to flex. The guy's name in real life is Lou Temple. But That looks like the truck from Twister. No, nah, that one's gone. That, that uh, F5 destroyed it. Well, I know that like, Dorothy destroyed that truck, but it looks like the same model. Oh, 
find out. I'm uh, in this train, and there's another train coming right at me. Find out where the fuck it is, bud. I feel this, like I would do this, too, just, like, stand right there by the train tracks just to watch a runaway train that's really not doing anything. It's just, you know, kind of going on the track. That's the thing that cracks me up about this movie. Like, there's chemicals in this that could, like, if that thing derails at any point, and there's people just fucking standing around like, oh, I don't give a shit. I could say that I was there. I got third-degree burns, but it was totally worth it. I can't see, and I need to use oxygen to breathe, but I was there when that train derailed. <laughs> this is a Tony Scott. Like Tony Scott has a, a very specific style, how he shoots, and like just this sequence here, like it really shows like his style. Like, it's just a bunch of quick cuts. Yeah, you could only, like, if you put um, kind of like a stylized fade on it, mm -hmm. you could almost have, like, the same exact shots as Man on Fire. Well, that's what any of his movies have been like that. I think Michael Bay kind of rips him off. Like, he does Tony Scott, but worse. Yeah, let's not, let's not get started on Transformers. No, Michael Bay and Tony Scott are not even in the same league. I wonder what Tony Scott would have done with Transformers. I don't know. That doesn't really seem like his wheelhouse, though. No, but he could have he could have done something cool with it, maybe. Now the I don't remember. Is that the same guy that was sitting with Denzel when uh, Chris Pine comes up to him, like at the very big, like near the beginning of the movie? Like the guy sitting having coffee with Denzel Washington. That's a good question. I don't remember. It looks like him. I think it is, but see, I'm not very observant. We uh, we talk about this all the time. If uh, if somebody were to like get into a car wreck or murdered in front of me, I couldn't describe him. Like, can you describe him? Like, well, it was a guy. That's that's all I got for you. <laughs> he was a guy. And there was a murder. May have been tall. <laughs> Man, now that is something I wouldn't want to do right there. Hang out of a helicopter and try to jump on a train? No. Although it would be a pretty cool story for my kids. Yeah, that one time, uh, or they're, you know, they're, compl they're complaining about cleaning their room like, hey, I fucking went on a train from a helicopter, you little shit. They didn't fire Dewey. Still there watching. That's a lucky man. I was That's just like, pack your shit and get out of here. Right. Makes you wonder, like, what the hell does this guy got to do to get fired? Right. I wonder what the real procedure is for slowing down a train like this. Well, uh, I, like I said, I got my knowledge of uh, the train industry is strictly confined to this movie. So I'm guessing that everything that they've done so far is what they do. Oop. That guy's having a rough day. Yeah, that didn't end well for him. 
He's just like, oh, darn it. We didn't get it. And that guy's sitting there dangling half, half fucking dead. Now I have a question for you. Like they established in this movie that they've are pretty much getting rid of all the veteran like train operators to bring in right. newer guys. Now, if you were asked by your company to slow this train down and you've got maybe a couple couple weeks to go, would you do it? Uh no. No, I wouldn't either. Cuz this right here is exactly what I think would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, train derailment is pretty much what our work weekend was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a good call. Oof. That was also my weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess he's retired now. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking dead, but that's also the same as retired. A permanent retirement? Yep. I think I was also, I think that was one of the names of the movie they were tossing around too, Permanent Retirement. (laughs) Did you know that, uh, I was just reading, uh, when I was doing uh, some research on this, that uh, Quentin Tarantino actually yeah. has this on his top 10 movies of the decade. Really? Yeah, this was number 10. I mean, that makes sense. It's such a good movie. Like, uh, what is... Do you know what... Do you have that written down? Like, what is his number one? His, uh... Everything I... Like, I did see, like, everything, but, like, he had uh, The Social Network as number one. He had Dunkirk mm-hmm. as number two, and then he had this one at number 10. You know, I still haven't watched Dunkirk Dude, Dunkirk is awesome. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet, but I just haven't. You have uh, an Atmos system at your house. Uh, That would actually give it a really good test run. I should probably do that. You should. But I'm also a big Chris Nolan fan, so I'm a little impartial to some of his stuff anyways. I probably rate it higher than... It should, but it also got like a bunch. Like it was nominated for best picture that year, so it's actually really good. It's probably one of his best movies, I think. Well, I mean, we we uh, rented out a theater to go watch Tenant. So, yeah, I'm a pretty big Chris Nolan fan too. Truth be told, if it just would have been me and you, and then my wife, and then your girlfriend that just did that, I'd like. All right. 150 yeah. bucks it is. Oh, yeah, I would have done that. Well, Calvin, and maybe if you would call your train yard, you would know, you asshat. Uh, by the way, um, just a little side note here seeing the uh, Hooters stuff. Uh, Hooters wings are disgusting. <laughs> And the restaurant really like going there. 
looking at all the ladies and stuff. I mean, it's cool, I guess, but it's not really my speed. You know, like, I wonder uh, if, like, their reputation took, like, kind of a nosedive after uh, Big Daddy. Because remember that was, like, a recurring, like, joke in that movie is Hooters. Yeah. Man, that'd be terrifying. Seriously, just... And he's just sitting there calm. Oh, fuck it. We're going to make it into the sidetrack. We're good. No big deal. There it is. <laughs> there you go. Blow your train whistle at it. Maybe that'll slow it down. <laughs> I wonder if that's just old habit whenever they switch tracks or they make any kind of change in movement, like they have to do that. And it's just like muscle memory. That might be. I love captions, dude. Relieved sigh. What the fuck is a relieved sigh? It's a sigh of relief. That's true. Fair enough. I forgot to put the captions on in this, so you might hear the movie playing on my end. Yeah, I can hear it, but it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, the folks that are, you know, on our podcast with us are supposed to be watching along anyway, so they should right. hear it anyway. Right, all five of you. <laughs> Thank you, five people. You know, as you watch this movie, like it almost feels sometimes like uh, the seven 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 is kind of like this has a monster movie vibe to it. You know, like yeah, this, a little bit. Yeah, like this train is just like a, a monster that they've got to stop before it like destroys like a town. Kind of like a Mike Myers. You know what? When all else fails, you get Captain Kirk and Denzel Washington. They'll fucking stop it. He's about to equalize this thing. <laughs> so, I wonder, is Stanton supposed to be like Scranton. It makes me wonder if that's like kind of the basis for it. Although I think Scranton's kind of like a, not like Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, but kind of like a bigger town in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never been to Pennsylvania before. Kind of like, you know, Ohio, like their big cities are uh, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Like it might be like a Dayton. I, I do know those cities well. So if anyone lives in the Pennsylvania area, and you uh, can always uh, shoot us an email or a text or a message and let us know like how big of a city Scranton is. Well, I mean, they had a paper company there, so they got to be fairly big. Uh, 
yeah, never mind. I was going to try to do the Office theme song, but I fucking lost it in the middle, so screw it. This is why I don't make jokes. My jokes turn out shit. I love how Denzel's like just operating this train, like he's just trying to back like his car into like a parking spot. You see his head kind of peeking out the window, like yeah, that's I've almost got it. <laughs> you know, I I wonder too. So this train is going seventy miles an hour, mm-hmm. which I would imagine it has to go straight a lot of the time because turning a train that fast would flip it probably. Yeah, but wouldn't it be kind of terrifying to be in a train like? as a conductor going backwards at 70 miles an hour to try to catch this fucking thing. Well, being uh, that we're people that have never operated one. Yeah. I would probably be pretty, you know, on edge, but uh, Frank is a 20 plus year veteran. So I think he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's just like operating a car, you know, like you probably are timid when you first start, but like after a while and you've driven for a long time, you like, that's ah, just second nature. That's true. Oh, that's kind of answered my question. (laughs) Is there like a... Is there a non-portable derailleur? Yeah, I always wonder, like, if there wasn't, like, something on, like, train tracks that, like, just you could hit a button and, like, those little notches flop or flip up. I would hope not. Sounds like your dog approves of the movie. Yeah, I've heard him in the background going off. I think he just wants to come in here and watch it with me. Because Lemmy's a huge Denzel Washington fan. You know, actually, my dog has been in here watching it a few times. Yeah, Lemmy really likes American Gangster with him and Russell Crowe in it. (laughs) You know, this... This is, like, very realistic to me. You know, you telling somebody from corporate that they don't know what they're talking about because you've been doing it for so long and they haven't. Mm -hmm. That's a shitty way to be fired. Mm, oh, yeah, by the mail. Yeah. Half benefits, too. Conversation just got super awkward. Thank you. 
damn, that's like the fucking line of the movie right there. Sound like your dog's getting emotional over there too. She is. She's she's getting choked up because, uh, or she's actually just getting really hyped because he told the boss to go fuck himself. She's probably just hungry. That's what she does when she's hungry. She just comes over to me and whines until I give her some food. Hundred pound lab. Yeah, I love how, like, they're supposed to be evacuating and, like, there's people just hanging out. Yeah. We're just here to see. Leave us alone. We'll leave when we're ready. There's those dumbasses that probably have, like, a like fucking like, cooler beard. It's like, oh, I'm going to watch the shit show now. Russ, that would be us going to watch the shit show. <laughs> you're you're right. You know, you know Tommy would call us up and be like, hey, guys, you trying to go watch this fucking train derail, man? <laughs> Damn, another thing, like, I see, like, camcorders, and, like, I didn't see any cell phones recording that at all. So this is definitely old. You can tell this is 2010. I seen a pink, a pink Sony Handycam. Dude, can you believe that this was fucking 10 years ago? Yeah, I know. 10 was 10 years ago. What the fuck happened to time? Mm-hmm. This is where we find out Chris, uh, how Chris Pine and his wife have become separated. Because it turns out he's a jealous asshole. I like that line. Yeah. Thank God he didn't hit her. That would have changed my uh, that would have changed my love for Will Cole. Well, yeah, I, I I can't see them having that that aspect. I mean, it would make him. I guess it would humanize him a little bit, but then at the same time, like you can't really root for him, you know. Right. I know. I yeah, would. Kinda... I mean, I'd be rooting for Denzel, but. Yeah, I I would almost want him to. Uh jump on that train and crash with it in the S-curve if you hit a woman. You know, what, I haven't seen Chris Pine in anything lately. What the hell has he been up to? Do you know? Uh, well, he was supposed to have a movie come out this summer. Then it got pushed back to Christmas Day called Wonder Woman. Right. I guess it's not really a big spoiler. He's been in the advertisements for it. But um, I know he was in a 
um, he was in a TBS uh, miniseries call. I think it was called The Night of. Oh, um, I, I don't know that one. He's kind of like the uh, the Chris's. There's uh, what Hemsworth, Pratt, Evans, and Pine. He's kind of the forgotten one. Poor guy. He's really good, and he actually like holds his own with Denzel in this. Like, I mean, being it that who he is, you could easily get kind of I don't know, like overshadowed by him. But I mean, he does pretty well against him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably acting his ass off, especially if he's if you're suggested by Denzel. I'm sure you step your game mm-hmm. up. I know I would. This part is the craziest fucking part to me. Yeah, and uh, the uh, world of bad ideas. This is probably in the top ten. Yeah, you're you're shooting at a metal train. So what if you hit it wrong and the fucking bullet comes back and kills somebody? Well, that uh, that button that they're aiming at is right next to the gas tank. Cool thing, or well, funny thing is though, with fuel like that, you have to you have to like hit it just right to ignite the vapors. So if you shoot through the tank, it's probably not going to do anything but make it lose fuel. So you have to kind of like skip the bullet off the outside for it to blow up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's somebody a... is in, somebody's in that control room just fucking absolutely like, just uh, telling the uh, media everything. Well, isn't that how it usually goes now? There's always somebody like on the phone or via text now like, oh, this is happening, this is happening. Yep. Fuck that. I'm jumping out of that train. I don't care if it's going 70 miles an hour or not. I'm going to take my chances in the grass. That guy looks like he's cutting a wrestling promo in this interview. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Let me tell you something about this train derailer right here. If you were just to mute him and, like, overdub him with, like, Rowdy Roddy Piper, it would have the same effect. (laughs) His wrestling name would be like, it's always like the ugly guys that have the, the nickname like beautiful or gorgeous or handsome. That would be his like his shtick. Right. Okay, so here, here's another thing I don't understand about this. So these, these guys are all standing right next to this train that's supposed to be derailing, right? Mm-hmm. Also, their cars are right there, so it would have crushed their fucking cars for one. There's a bunch of houses right there, so it would have lit all that, like, all that shit would have blown up. Well, I think what it is is just basically like, well, fuck it. This train company is going to be paying for it anyway, so we might as well just get new cars too. That's fair. (laughs) That is uh, a textbook example on why you should listen to somebody that's been doing it for a long time. Right. All the firefighters are looking like, I don't know what the fuck you want us to do. What are we doing here? 
when he says that it's one of the worst disasters in the history of Pennsylvania, I wonder if he's talking about, like, would this be worse than, like, the Eagles run in the 90s and the 2000s when they had Andy Reid and they could never win a Super Bowl? <laughs> Poor Andy Reid. It's almost as bad as that. Well, I mean, the people of uh, Philadelphia would, would definitely agree with you. Yeah. But we love you, Philadelphia. We do. Shout out to Luke Frost. I'm just giving him a the 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 chest bump. <laughs> Man. He's giving out train advice, life advice. He's all about it. Mm -hmm. Darcy, we got to get the fuck out of here. This train's about to murder us all. Look at that TV. Man, this is 2010. That TV is probably like fucking $5,000. Yeah, it probably weighs as much as an old tube TV. That's probably true. Excuse us, guys. We're coming through. This kind of gives you the feeling like he comes rolling through and that horn's going off. It's like, we got this. I would, I would definitely, uh, I would believe he would. Everybody in Hooters is like, well, you know, we're not serving food anymore. We're watching our dad chase down this fucking train. You know that kid sitting there like, yeah, that's my fucking dad right there. That's that's him. For as young as that kid is, he's like very well behaved. Like I know if that were like my daughter now, my daughter's a little younger than that. That boy, but like she would have like looked at that for twenty seconds and ran off. <laughs> oh, hey, dad's on TV. Cool. Hey, uh, where's my uh, where's my food? We failed to get a Ned Fishtail there. Yep, we're uh, we've been lacking them for like the last twenty minutes. Also, my sense of time is horrible, so it's probably not been twenty minutes. Yeah, you might be right. You know, this guy kind of reminds me of Adam. <laughs> All the produ our producer. Yeah, just knows random shit that mm -hmm. would help us slow down a train. He's like, yeah, I just uh, I just did some uh, quick calculations here. <laughs> she said that right to his face too. <laughs> 
well, when there's a runaway train, you got to put feelings aside. That's true. Well, that's quite the computer animation they got there. The top of that blue train looked like a Lego train. It looked like it had like the little Lego notches on the top of it. <laughs> I guess Rosario Dawson's like a big train like junkie. She loves trains, so actually uh growing up I always wanted to be a train conductor. There's a fun fact. Really? I did. I love trains. Uh when I was thirteen, fourteen, something like that, uh we had a train track that was pretty close to my backyard. I just sit out there and watch trains go by all the time. Really? Yeah. No particular reason other than this, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, I was never, like, a big train guy. Like, my son, like, was, he had a, like, a, a minute where he just loved trains, just couldn't get enough of them. Then, like, you know, like most kids, like, oh, all right, on to the next thing. I actually, uh, my mom took me. Uh, here's here's a throwback. She took me to the Hera Arena to see a like little miniature train show. Really? Yeah, that was one of the coolest things. This is not my idea of a good time being out on the back of that. The problem with like watching these movies and doing episodes is like these moments here, these like really tense moments. It's like you just get wrapped up into watching them. Right, I'm like two inches from my computer screen. Mm -hmm. I've seen this movie probably like ten times. I know what's going to happen, but it doesn't make it any less exciting. Right. Apparently, that reporter is a train expert because something he knows that something's going terribly wrong. It's just corn, everybody. Not the band, but... Man, that would fucking hurt. It's 70 miles an hour. I'll get hit by Fieldy. <laughs> A brave motherfucker right there. Mm-hmm. Zang. <laughs> so like, this reminds me of our headsets at work. What? <laughs> it didn't fall. What? In between people talking about what they're going to do for lunch. Right. A lot of fucking corn in that thing. Is everyone stop hitting him? Uh, she's freaking out. The sister-in-law back there is just 
casually on her phone, like, oh, I don't give a fuck what's He's going a on. piece of shit anyways. You could always do better. Right. Fuck that guy. Always brings me back to the... Oh, Oof. fuck. Oof. Nothing like watching your husband die on TV. And the reporter's like, he's down. He's gone. It's over. You know, maybe uh, maybe the corn wouldn't be flying in their face as hard if the fucking helicopter wasn't right next to them. I don't know. Them going 70 miles an hour probably has a lot to do with that, too. Yeah, maybe. The first time I seen this, I thought actually Chris Pine dies like on in this scene here. I was like, because I thought like, fuck, they're gonna make him Denzel do this all by himself. I bet he could. Oh, I'm sure he could. You know, I don't recognize that actress. I don't think she's been in anything. Like, I don't recognize her either. Hmm. <laughs> Duct tape to fix all for everything. That is correct. Rub some dirt on it. Stop being a bitch. I don't care if your foot got smashed all to hell. Martha Furness. What a name. Also a professional wrestler name. Martha Furness bringing the heat. Or a band name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, when people have asked me, like, how you're doing, I, I answer that with the same thing. Like, he's different. (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's better than being indifferent. Now, I didn't catch it. How far are they away from the curve? Uh, Yeah. I think, it said, I think she said four miles, maybe. Two miles. It wasn't very many. They're, they're yeah. pretty damn close. They're not as close as that arrow would make you think, but... Yeah, I know that arrow is deceptive. Now, did they ever say what's actually in those things? In what? The silos? uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't think they did. But I think since that's an industrial park, it's probably like different types of chemicals it's just going to be super bad if that train hits it yeah probably
Thanks, Connie. I was wondering the same thing myself, how far we were. <laughs> I feel like those guys are awfully close still. Oh, I'm sure they are. I wonder how much this costs the company. Have all those cops and firefighters and shit working like overtime. I'm sure this is probably not cheap. Chris Pine's looking over there like, uh, so we about to die? No, we're just coming in hot. That's what I would have told him. <laughs> that's how I would feel too like uh so you think I'm gonna so you came up with this idea and now you think I'm gonna go fucking die out here You know, I always wondered what those turn wheels were on the back of those things. Yeah, I did too I until I seen this movie. Yeah, no, nah, I know they're brakes. See, you get education from this movie. Scene gets me every time. Still, like, I still get like just goosebumps watching him like run. Like, come on, Frank, you got to do it. You got this, Frank. I guess Denzel was uh, petrified doing that uh, that stunt. I guess he's got like a harness, obviously, so nothing happens to him. But yeah, I guess he wasn't a fan of getting on those and doing that. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be either. That's that would be terrifying. I think I read that him and Chris Pine both did their own stunts. I don't think Chris Pine actually slammed his foot. In between those cars, though, but he did well, his own stunts, too. That's just not good enough. You're gonna, if you're going to go all out for a movie, you need to break the shit out of your foot, too. That's method acting, isn't it? <laughs> That's like Joaquin Phoenix shit. I could see him doing that. I don't imagine that'd be a very easy stunt to do either. No. Running between those when you're going, you know, a certain speed. Yeah, even at like 35, that's like a, the speed of a car, like on a normal street. I know right. I sure shit wouldn't want to be like on top of a car trying to jump to another car. 
Well, he told you to leave it steady, and you had to go fuck with it. Man, this is still tense, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. Right. I I forgot we were doing the podcast. I'm supposed to be talking here. Yeah. Just, just sitting here watching this. Like, look how close these fucking people are. Did you guys not see the last explosion? What the hell's wrong with you? I thought that was... uh. What's that report? I'm trying to think of that reporter for MS, or M- NBC. Chuck Todd does face the nation. That's who I thought that was for a second. Kind of looks like him. They're kind of slumming it with local news. <laughs> so apparently that's fuel oil in those. Oh, was it? I just, I just learned. And that family dollar straight up fucked. <laughs> you know there's... And you know there's somebody in there shopping like, you can't tell me what to do. I need some shit out of family dollar. They always put those family dollars in, like, the worst locations. Have you ever noticed them in Dollar General would just be out in the middle of fucking nowhere? Yeah, there's one, like, five minutes from my house. And it's I live completely in the middle of nowhere. Right. Hit it as hard as you can. I mean, I think it only cranks one way, but... Damn. If I'm on top of that thing, that would be fucking terrifying. This and speed, they do like the the big vehicle teetering on like two wheels very well. Yeah. Oh, everybody lost power. When I was watching this last night, that's exactly how I felt, but everybody was asleep in my house, and I couldn't do that. (laughs) Should have anyway. So I just cheered inside. (laughs) What are you... Your wife comes out there like, what the hell are you yelling about? <laughs> he just he just tipped the train back over on all the wheels. It's just like, oh they just it's got sorry. around the they just got around the curve, babe. It's good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all it's all everything's okay. okay. They they got through the curve. And she would just look at me like, What curve are you talking about? I'm going back to bed. Oh, family dollar's okay. It's all good now. Thank goodness. Because if I need, uh, you know, uh, if I need something in a pinch, I wouldn't want to have to drive 15 minutes out of my way. Right. If 
You want your dad to die? Is that what you're doing? See that jump? The hell of a leap. <laughs> also us the other day. Yeah. Of course there's Ned rocking that fucking denim. I like how he answers the phone. Yellow. Just real casual. Like, yeah, no big deal. I'm just going 70 trying to catch this train. Yellow. Oh, you guys can't fishtail like Ned can. It's not a Tony Scott movie unless there's some kind of uh, cars like rolling over three or four different times. <laughs> He's just looking like, uh, there's some asshole, like, at the side of my train. Well, at least they verified it. It's not, not some just fucking crazy random person. True. You know, I almost wonder, like, watching some of these scenes, if they were, uh, they were just watching the stunt guys do this and they're like they're like holy shit come on you can do it you can do it i think chris pine actually does this jump are you serious yeah i know he did most of his own stunts in this movie man that's crazy where's that fat fucker dewey at Probably still sitting there watching everything unfold in the break room. Eating a sandwich. Chris Pine looks like he's having a good old time standing on the back of that pickup. Come on, Ned. This truck's getting quite the workout today. That truck can run alongside of a tornado. You can catch that train. <laughs> it was proven in Twister, the capabilities of that truck. That kid seriously is the most calm kid of all time. Now, he's not fidgety or anything. Like I would, I'm sure my kids would have wanted to leave after five minutes. Can't imagine doing that on one leg. <laughs> Ned is so awesome. He's just so casual about it. Like, oh, well, shit, I just, I just kind of missed it. He's got some upper upper body strength.
What a scene. Yeah. There he is. Yep, still sitting in the break room. They're like, yeah, yeah, and then somebody comes in like, hey, you stupid asshole, you're fired. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like, Dewey, can we see you in the office? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might be one of those conversations where you're just like, I don't need to see him in the office because I'm just going to fire him right here. <laughs> well, they have proven that they fire people through the, the mail, so Dewey might just come into work and like, what's this certified letter? Well. <laughs> UPS delivery for you. I have a feeling that that guy also may be losing his job, too. Yeah, he kind of had that look about him where he was like, let me just take one more last look at this view before yeah, I uh, am shit can. It's been a hell of a ride. That's one of those chuckles where you're just like, Jesus, what kind of fucking day did I just have? I hope she called him before she seen all this happening because, like, he's too busy to answer the phone, you know? No, you remember she called him from the bedroom. Oh, yeah, that's before right. Before they left. <laughs> Damn, that foot looks rough. Yeah, uh, that would not feel too good. He cut his foot. That's what the caption said. <laughs> I think he more than fucking cut his foot there, bud. I think that's the same look that you and I give each other when we've made it through another day at work. <laughs> well, actually, we were usually limping out of there with our foot all fucked up like that. Yeah. Too, so. That actually was me last week. That's true. You were limping all over the place. <laughs> I wonder if Ned keeps a suit in his truck because he had that denim outfit on. Now he's wearing a suit. Yeah, they probably brought it to him. <laughs> well, we can't have Ned, we can't have Ned out here looking like fucking Ned from South Park. I did notice he's still rocking that chain wallet though with that suit. Hell yeah! You don't just get rid of your chain wallet. My dog apparently disagrees. <laughs> Come on, Lemmy. <laughs> that swooping helicopter shot is, is definitely a Tony Scott thing, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I want Ned's job. Like, Ned is just supposed to be a welder, but he fucking does everything. Yeah, he just... Uh, Spokesperson. Answers, just answers all kinds of questions. Now, a question I have. Do those two get together after this movie's over? You know, I'd like to think so. And the daughters approve. Oh, yeah.
what a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here you get to find out what happens to everybody after it's, uh, this event unfolds. <laughs> yep, he got Fuck shit canned too. Fuck you, Galvin. Yep, and now Dewey is the uh, probably the shift lead at the rallies. <laughs> Man, rallies sounds good right now. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, you got anything to add before we wrap this up? Uh, no. Uh, just that. Um, thank you, everybody who has continued to listen to us. We love what we do. This is so much fun, and we get to watch movies that are just awesome. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, well, if you guys uh, listen and you like what you hear, uh, please subscribe and uh, leave us a review on Apple if that's where you uh, get us. Um, the reviews help us uh, get noticed on uh, iTunes, and your feedback actually helps us improve what we're doing. So um, until next time, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye, everybody.